0: Hey all I'm Meg Kirsted and this is the Black Sheep Playground Podcast. We're here to have some fun, learn a ton about how to actually be a human, and question the idea that there's a right way to live your life. Because I'm pretty sure there are a whole bunch of ways to thrive. So let's go play! So this is going to be a fun, interesting podcast episode that's going to get a little meta, and it's especially going to be helpful for those of you who have things that part of you wants to do and part of you doesn't. And you know if you have something like this, if there you have a goal or a plan or an achievement that you're working towards that... You're not working towards for whatever reason. That means there's part of you that wants it and part of you that doesn't. And sussing out what to do about this particular category of things is an incredibly powerful skill if you can if you can master it. But it's also incredibly challenging because it's not as simple as you know making yourself want something more or um, getting rid of obstacles. The reality is. It's often a complex, messy onion with a number of layers, which is what I'm going to walk you through today. And in particular, I'm going to take you through my personal process for understanding why it's been such a struggle for me to record podcast episodes. So this is where the meta-ness comes in. (laughs) We're going to talk about why I haven't recorded podcast episodes consistently and why I haven't released them consistently, because for me, this podcast was something I was really excited about doing. Um, it's been incredibly well received. I know people share episodes around, um, with their friends and, and loved ones when they're struggling with something that I've talked about, like it is a very well received thing. Also, I really like talking. I have no trouble talking about things that are interesting to me, essentially in infinite amounts. Um, the people that I'm close to would attest that that one of the ways that I relate to others is through having like deep and interesting conversations about things I'm passionate about. So on a surface level, it would seem that for me, a podcast would be a very natural and easy thing to do. And I discovered that that was not the case. So I wanna take you through my thought process because I'm doing this in the moment. <laughs> Essentially, I really, this was something I decided I wanted to figure out. And I wanted to use my my coaching process on myself to demonstrate how I start thinking about this. And um, I've made some notes to myself, and I, I'm i pretty sure I sussed out the issue. Um, in it But it took some peeling back of layers. It it required looking at different things. It required experimentation. So, so I, I'm hoping this episode will give you a very concrete example of how to look at things in your life where you have this relationship of like, part of me wants to do it, but I'm not doing it. So this is going to give you some tools for that. Okay, here's the context. I released my first podcast episode, I think in July of 2022. And it's, I'm recording this in August of 2020. <laughs> August, October of 2023, which means it's been, you know, what, a year and change, like going on a year and a half. And I released 19 podcast episodes. Now, that's not bad. I have released 19 podcast episodes. (laughs) My goal, on the other hand, was to get to the point where I was doing once a week or maybe three times a month. Now, there's a gap between me and what my goal was, and I will fully admit I haven't really sat down to troubleshoot it until now and part of that is because there have been a lot of changes in my business there's a lot of been a lot of changes in my personal life and with some things for me essentially getting other stuff in order and getting getting some of my other like emotional needs met will lead to a cascade of of changes such that like naturally i start doing more of the other things so um so that has happened. I am doing more of of a lot of things without needing to, you know, push myself. But I'm still not doing the podcast. So that's why I'm doing it. Looking at it now, it's been I have been thinking about it and marinating in the background of like, why do I not want to do this? I've been collecting data. In other words, this is something that I, um, I often talk about with with my one-on-one clients is collecting data because we need to have data to actually solve a problem. We need to know what's going on. So I've been collecting data. I've been noticing how I feel when I think about recording a podcast episode. I've been noticing when I sort of start down the path of planning a podcast episode, but then I don't do anything about it. So I have the nice thing about, you know, giving this process some time is that I have a fair bit of data about what has been actually happening and potentially why I'm not doing things. And this is usually where you want to start. If you're trying to suss out some sort of behavior and why it's not happening or even why it is happening, if you're considering sort of stopping it, you want to collect data about what's going on and what's going on in different circumstances. So um, one thing that I often work on with people is sleep so um we will collect data about how someone is sleeping and then we'll do it in more than one context we'll look at weekdays we'll look at weekends we'll look at when their partner's around when their partner's not around we want data that is rich and robust so we have a lot of stuff to work with now one place i started because it is often very fruitful especially for those of us who have executive function challenges is the workflow like the the minute steps that you have to take between here and there, and in in a podcast, um, in the case of a podcast, it's literally, you know, plan out a podcast episode, even even roughly. Then it's recorded, which is of course what I'm doing right now. Then it's open up. I use um, Spotify for podcasting. It's opening up that, up in, uploading the audio in the right order, sort of dropping in my intro and outro, and then coming up with the title coming up with podcast notes and publishing it. That's sort of at a high level what that workflow looks like. And so I looked at that in detail because um, for me and for a lot of ADHDers, the minute changes and issues um, of friction in a workflow often can be the most important thing in the world. And if you're able to shift them, if you're, or you're able to eliminate them, it often just makes the issue go away. Because essentially what we're talking about here is um, anything that might get you off track. And if you have ADHD, you're especially sensitive to mundane things that are a little challenging in terms of linear steps. That's often going to be something that gets you off track. So I looked at that, and this is something that is incredibly familiar and easy to me because this is sort of what my job used to be. As a UX researcher, I'd be looking at like how people did things and sort of the points of friction and the points of opportunity. So, by the way, I identified some stuff, um, For example, me making me writing podcast notes is is something that I hate doing. Um, And the reason is like once it's recorded and once I've gotten all my ideas out, like I don't want to go through and summarize and do something after I've already gotten all my ideas out for me, like, um, you know, making content is often a way of sense making. And once I've made sense of something like the idea of like going and looking at it again is kind of boring. So one of the compromises i made mean with myself is like i would use ai to generate podcast notes using a transcript of, of my podcast episode which made it a lot easier um because it turns out it's a lot easier for me to write podcast episodes if i'm starting from something even if i i end up editing it you know into hell but i could sense that even if i solved all the workflow pro- problems like if I made it easy. I still wouldn't want to record a podcast episode because I asked myself at some point. I, you know, I was doing this process and I was and I was wondering, okay. So the workflow is a great place to start because if we can solve this, you know, it'll be easy peasy, and we'll just start recording lots of podcast episodes. But one, I could already sense that that there hadn't been a big shift. Like I usually know when some. It almost feels like something's unlocking or clicking, um, and I didn't really feel that. So I. So I decided to peel back a layer of the onion. And this is this is a theme here is we we often in looking at a set of, of problems, we then uncover new problems to look at. And I asked myself the question if I could just record an episode, like just record the audio of me talking and hand it off to someone and have them do that entire process, would I want to record a podcast episode? Like would it feel easy? And my answer was unequivocally no. Like, the idea of sitting down and recording audio, even if I didn't have to do anything with it other than send it to someone, was still a very sticky thing. So that helped me identify, like, okay, improving the workflow is, is never going to be a bad thing, especially for me. But that's not the root cause here. That's not really the reason I am not releasing podcast episodes. So we need to go deeper. I love hypotheticals because they allow us to do exactly what I did, which is sort of like simplify things and really start to get to the core of a new set of questions we can ask. I use hypotheticals a lot in my coaching. And um, your imagination and your ability to run simulations in your brain is a very, very powerful skill. It's literally how our brains work. Separate topic for a separate podcast. So, okay. We know now, essentially from collecting data and looking at myself, that the workflow is not likely the real thing here. So we know that there's something in the podcast recording, the podcast planning and recording process that is the challenge. So there's something about the podcast recording process, which means I need to figure out what are the things that might affect my feelings about recording a podcast, which means I need to tease out the variables. And that makes it sound really complicated, but it isn't. It's really just thinking like from a cause and effect perspective, what are things that might affect my desire and interest in recording a podcast episode? So one thing is, do I have problems being recorded? Nope. <laughs> I am recorded pontificating and coaching on a near weekly basis. Um, in fact, often multiple times per week, I am recorded talking sometimes on video, about complex ideas and topics. So okay, we can probably eliminate that safely unless there's something very specific about the audio recording, which seems unlikely because for me audio is actually always easier than video. So audio recording and like putting my words out into the world is not something I have a problem with. That is something I'm, I'm Easily able to eliminate. So that's one variable. So, like, but for another person, it's very possible that that's going to be something that they want to look at. So, if it's not something about the recording and like being a person out in the world who is visible in some way, okay, we know that that's probably not a thing. What else could it be? Well, it's probably something to do with the actual content of the podcast episode. There's something there about a podcast as a thing that is causing me to have a particular set of avoidant feelings about not wanting to do that. So that's what I looked at next. So that means I need to run an experiment to see how I actually make a podcast. Like what has my process been? What is the descriptive current state of me making a podcast episode? And I knew there was something between me coming up with an idea like a general topic and me actually recording it and putting my audio on, you know, my computer that was the big issue, like the core root cause because we've we've sort of eliminated variables and we've peeled back layers of the onion. So we know there's something between me having like an idea about, oh, this could be a really good podcast episode and then getting it recorded that's the issue. And by far... The best way to understand what is happening in the circumstance is to do it, is to do it and observe myself going through this process and figure out where I am getting stopped up and what is is happening inside of me. In fact, this was one of my my favorite tools to use when I was a user experience researcher. It was having someone actually do the thing and watch what happens and, and ask them what they are thinking and feeling throughout the process like it is one of the most valuable things you can possibly do so I had an idea I, I have a million ideas for podcast episodes um, in fact if you look at my like coaching recordings in my in my group program many of them include the sentence oh I should really record a podcast episode about that so it's not a lack of ideas so I, I arbitrarily just chose one that was off the top of my head because I can do that. <laughs> that is not something that I've, I struggle with. It, it doesn't matter what the details were, but it was something about shoulds, essentially a, a podcast episode about shoulds and how it is limiting and using the metaphor of maps. So I started actually trying to put that podcast episode together. So I started doing what is my weird version of an outline, which is nonlinear and and not um, non Conformative to a particular format. Um, I really started with a general idea and started sort of trying to put together some bullet points. This is going to be really important. (laughs) My process for outloading a podcast episode is, in fact, where the gold lies, where the root cause of my issues in recording podcasts um, emerge. So I start writing and, you know, I'm taking sort of bullet points, I'm moving things around a little bit. Then I start thinking, Oh, if I talk about this, then I'm probably going to have to talk about this other thing, this other bigger concept. And maybe I should be talking about this thing. So it started to balloon. It started to get big. It started to get overwhelming. And this is a beautiful thing that ADHD brains do. We see all of the connections and all the patterns. We see the associate, the associations between different ideas and different thoughts. But the challenge with this is that it can very quickly cascade into this, like, giant web of interconnected chaos. You see the connections, you see how they work, but putting that into a linear narrative, which is what a podcast is, becomes very overwhelming. (laughs) Like, how do you boil it down into a concise set of ideas? So that's one really important insight here, is realizing that as I'm putting this together, because I don't have a particular a format, template, or even time constraint for my podcasts, I don't have enough limitations such that things don't quickly spiral into all the, I need to talk about all the things all the time, everywhere, all at once. In essence, I, I gave myself too much freedom. I'm giving myself too much freedom in how I am making podcast episodes such that my brain essentially explodes into a level of complexity and layers that no one could possibly contain in a process of talking. But I also had an additional insight, which I think was really important and is is really where the, like, if it's not the gold, the platinum, the palladium, the, like, super valuable rare earth metal is, as we've been digging down. I sort of asked myself a question. I was like, okay, so the idea overwhelm 100% is a real thing and is, is something that I know that I personally struggle with. But I also don't struggle with it in certain circumstances. Namely, I do a lot of writing. I do a lot of writing, both of emails, on social media. Um, I, I am fairly prolific when it comes to writing stuff. And yet I have apparently wrangled my brain into being able to do that in a way that doesn't cause it to feel limited, it doesn't doesn't lead to constant overwhelm. It happens occasionally, by the way. There are definitely like notes <laughs> that I have a beginning of posts that sort of like spiraled and then I didn't finish them. That does happen occasionally, but on the whole, I'm able to like compress and limit things in a way that feels very natural and easy. And so, like I did with the podcast episode where I literally, like, forced myself to go through the process, to observe myself going through the process, I started writing and observed myself going through the process. So if you watch me write, it probably would feel like complete insanity to some of you. Um, But it was something – it was a process that I discovered – in probably grad school. So I had been diagnosed with ADHD by that point. Um, I hadn't in college, but I started sort of building the skills of doing things my own way and realizing that, like, the outline linear way that I was taught to write papers was essentially causing me to want to scream and run away and not do anything. Even though I love to write, like, writing is actually a very natural form of expression for me. I wrote for fun when I was a kid um i was a voracious reader etc so like writing on the surface level once again should be something that comes naturally to me and it does in a lot of ways but it only comes naturally me to me if i allow myself to write in the way that makes sense to me and the insane way i write is i start with like the beginning of an idea and i'll write a sentence maybe i'll write another sentence and then i step back and i sort of read it to myself and then i think okay where do i go next Then I might write another sentence, which may actually or may not be obviously directly connected to the first sentence I wrote. And I do this over and over again. So I'll write a little bit. I will stand back. I will look at how the whole picture is coming together. And then I will move things around or I'll delete things or I'll add things. And I'm sort of like building, (laughs) building a story as I am creating it. Um, there is it is a very bottom up approach to writing if if you're familiar with the term it is not top down i don't go in most of the time with like a plan about where it's going it's coming from this very like exploratory open ended place and that's at least partially because writing for me is a sense making process i am taking something that is a complicated idea and i'm making sense of it and i'm trying to distill it down and i'm trying to communicate it as i am writing so i am not going in knowing what the picture looks like where the destination is i don't always know in fact most of the time i don't and i do i do this when i write emails i used to do this writing research papers in graduate school my entire master's thesis which is i don't know how many pages was written this way and it doesn't mean there wasn't some like loose structure but It's from this very bottom-up place of, like, me seeing the individual pieces and then putting them down and then starting to put the puzzle together as I am writing. Now, that's a lot harder to do if you're doing a podcast. Just in terms of the tools, you don't have, like, sentences to look at and, and move around and edit in the way that you do with that would be analogous with audio at least not easily there might be people who are naturally you know skilled maybe not naturally but skilled in using like audio editing tools where that that might seem easy and obvious to them and i'm sure there are ways to make this easier but to me that is not a natural or easy way of engaging which means to record a podcast episode i have to change how i am thinking about communicating it I have to do it in a way that is different than I naturally do it, which is what I observed as I was writing. Creating a podcast episode from the bottom up is not an entirely obvious thing. How would you do that? I, I That is, by the way, something I'm probably going to be spending some time thinking about, because if I can figure that out, I probably will make more podcast episodes than I have been. But that is... One of the core issues here, the way that I naturally think and express myself, especially in the context of trying to communicate an idea, which is different than, say, coaching or um, having a conversation, that I do in a way that is not like super well aligned to making podcast episodes. Podcasts, at least how I've seen most people think about them, talk about them, usually is kind of a top down process And the ones that aren't which for me are often interviews, which I actually don't mind doing and are much easier for me. In fact, one of the things I'm going to be thinking about is like, do I just do more conversational interviews as as podcast episodes? It's because I don't have to go in with a plan. I don't have to know the destination. I don't need to have bullet points. I don't need to have an outline. A conversation is something that naturally evolves and emerges. And that is how I think. At a fundamental level, one of the ways that I think is from this much more exploratory, bottom-up, sense-making kind of place, rather than coming from this linear, top-bound place. And that, at its core, is why I haven't been recording podcast episodes. Podcasts, as a format, even though it seemed like they would be a really easy format for me, aren't, because of how I think. And also, with the one other really important piece of this, in addition to the sort of like the linearity versus not is the, like, overwhelming ideas thing. Now, the nice part is, now that we understand what's going on, so essentially this, by the way, is a, what I just took you through a loose social science research project, a behavioral research exploration of why I don't, (laughs) I wasn't recording podcast episodes. This is kind of similar to the process that I take clients through one-on-one when we're looking at various behaviors and habits in their lives. Um, very similar. And it's really powerful because it we get to the root cause. And the root cause of the, is the thing that matters. Like, we can change all the other stuff in the world, but if we don't get to the root cause, we aren't going to be able to affect change in a meaningful way. But now that we know what the causes are, like, I know pretty, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, Things have clicked. It feels it feels right. Now I know what I can do about it. I can come up with solutions, which is really exciting. Cause that's what a lot of this process enables. It allows us to come up with solutions to The actual causes rather than like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it works, which is what a lot of like strategy and tactics focus on. If you aren't doing the research portion, if you aren't understanding the root cause of what is actually leading to a problem. And I'm in this process right now. So I'm recording this episode as I am going through this process, literally like real time. So I don't have all the solutions yet, but I now have a whole universe of possibilities. And that is really exciting to me and has opened up a lot of avenues. And you'll notice I turned this into a podcast episode. And the reason I was able to do that easily was because it was, in fact, a linear process that I took, took you through. I took you through the steps beginning to end of what I was actually doing, which means this particular form of podcast episode might be the kind of thing that I do more of in the future where I'm taking you from beginning to end to something because that for me naturally, like I can tell a story. I can remember, I can take you through a process. I can take you through um, an experience that I had. That is not something that feels as challenging. Whereas if I'm trying to communicate a complex idea, that sort of bottom-up process, the, the one where I'm sort of, you know, making sense as I'm talking about it, is how I think. So it's very possible that one of one of the, the solutions here, if I want to continue doing the podcast, is to record more, you know, sort of beginning to end process descriptions, case studies, if you were. Um Another thing that comes to mind is also artificially scoping and constraining my podcast in some way, whether it's with a template, whether it's with a time limit, whether it's with um, topics, I don't know. But but the overwhelmingness, the like this balloons into gigantic insanity because I am trying to talk about a very complex idea that needs to be constrained somehow. So I need to figure out a way to artificially constrain that. And constraints, by the way, can be some of the most powerful tools in your toolbox for um, inspiring creativity and also actually get, helping you getting stuff done. Constraints are not inherently a bad thing. Um, and in effect, um, they're something that I liberally employ when when appropriate. I might also just give myself permission to do rambly sense making kind of podcast episodes and see what happens you know if i start talking about an idea and then making sense of it as i talk about it is it something that actually works for people i don't know (laughs) um so that might be something i experiment with but you can see now that i sort of understand like really why were podcast episodes a challenge for me i can start actually generating solutions and testing them out and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't and this is at the core of of the process that I use on myself with clients to build products, like like literally it's, it's applicable to everything and it's, and it's a very like human driven process because what we are doing is looking at the experience of being human in a very real tangible way and, and collecting data about it and validating that. And one of the fun things about this one is that you are now in the loop on this process so you get to see what I experiment with and whether or not it works. Like this I this is I'm recording this on Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. Do I start consistently more release, releasing po- podcast episodes? Am I recording them? Am I releasing them? You get to see that data <laughs> so real time as I'm doing it, which um I think is both fun and a little terrifying for me because you get to see, you know, how effective or not effective this process is. Um and, and where it it fails, where it works. And I want to give one final very important point before I wrap this case study up, because I do think it's a really good case study, and I'll, I, I definitely want to hear from people about this. You'll notice also, at almost every step of this process that I was walking you through, I was looking at things from the perspective of a... Description rather than a prescription. Part of the way that you get to the different layers of the onion is by not having judgment about the way things are. You need to be able to look at things and step back and not judge them because it would have been really damn easy for me to sit there and have all sorts of feelings and thoughts about why I'm bad at business because I can't consistently record my podcast. Absolutely very easily. And don't get me wrong. I had those moments. I am a human. But to do the process of actually understanding what we can do about it and how we can help, we need to be able to step back and look at things not from the perspective of how things should be, but how are they? So the difference between description and prescription. Because if you were constantly focused on the prescriptive part, the like how it should be, it It gets in the way of you identifying the way things are and then what you can do about them because you're essentially saying, well, it should be this way. So like, why isn't it? There's there's a judgment inherent in there that like closes off curiosity. It closes off an ability to explore. So one of the skills to build to make this kind of thing possible, which like I said, I use a process that is a variation of this all the time and and it's not form like I, I do it so often and na- so naturally now it's not like I'm, I'm literally going through the steps in my head, in fact this was one of those times where I had to like extract the steps because I was doing it naturally. But to do that you have to be able to like step back and be a scientist of your own behavior and to look at it like if some alien were coming and studying you and trying to understand like how to help you create a podcast. They wouldn't be sitting there being like, well, you should be able to do it this way. If they are, they're a very bad alien, at least in terms of coaching. Uh, (laughs) I guess they're a bad coach, not a bad alien. But the the wisdom here comes from being able to look at things and pull back layers and pull on threads and go deeper without making yourself feel like shit at every step of the process because that will 100% inhibit it. So coupled with this is, is a lot of work on unshaming and unguilting and and all that fun stuff, which of course is um, one of the things I'm a big fan of and do a lot of. So also know that like one of the reasons I can take myself through this is because I've done a lot of work to not feel bad and guilty when, when something is not happening in the way that I want it to. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up there. Hopefully this is a very like clear, concrete case study of like why people with ADHD struggle. In fact, this would be an episode to share with people <laughs> who don't understand why we struggle with things. But like the reality is it without me getting d- down to that level of like understanding, you know, I need I'm thinking bottom up understanding that I'm going overwhelmed no matter what ch- like account external accountability changes I made, I would never I would never consistently record podcast episodes. Um I could have, you know, implemented hacks like, you know, body doubling or, um, you know, having some sort of externally posed deadline or, um, you know, asking someone to ask me about the podcast, like things that essentially sort of, you know, create external accountability. But I know myself and I also know the ADHD mind of um, many of us at such an intimate, in such an intimate way is that I know that those are short term, unsustainable solutions. Like we need to get to the intrinsic, deep down, inherent desire behind this and work with that rather than trying to impose these these external things. And that is how you create real sustainable change if you have an ADHD brain. This is this is that case study. So stick around. See if I see how this goes. I'm actually fascinated and feeling a little vulnerable about talking about this in public and seeing, you know do do I actually record more episodes but um hopefully this resonates and I'm sure I'll talk about it more as I record more episodes but I'm I'm actually feeling really optimistic and really excited because I do feel like I got to the I got to the the meat of the issue so I'll talk to you next time hey friend if you want to learn how to work with your weird brain instead of against it you should definitely join the Black Sheep Playground. you learn how to create your own template of success without any of the hustle, overwork, pressure, or guilt. And you're going to do it by having way more fun. Play is a core part of what we do. Oh, and in case you weren't sold, there's loot and glitter and ridiculous sheep jokes. Uh, you can find all the details in the show notes. So I'll see you there.